When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hashtag no music, no intro, no tackles, no receivers, no AK, just no, no Taysom, just... Just depleted, bro. I haven't even looked at the injury report. Like I took a gander on on Twitter, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I see where we are. I see where things are. But joining us on the hashtag Sinkster podcast, I think you are probably at this point the the person who's been on the podcast the most. This is maybe your your fourth appearance, maybe your fifth. Mr. Greg Rosenthal, NFL Network, NFL.com himself. A fixture of the Round of NFL podcast, uh, RJV, like, it's too much, bro. Like, you just, you're so spread thin, and, and yet you find time to come on. And here. yet I'm, com- I'm coming on this, you know, after <laughs> TNF, late night, you know, we got a couple yeah. TV shows tomorrow, but it's just like, I just can't help myself. Eagle Saints, this is my shit. This is my type of game right here. Just oh, like so you didn't, you didn't do the post, the post pod? No, I, I didn't have it today, tonight. Oh, the rotate? Yeah, we rotate around. Mark got uh got to, you know, talk some ish on your uh your Falcons, your your favorite team there. We <laughs> Patriots put it on them. Can, can can I just get a like a simple thank you, Greg? You know, or like you're right. Like I I remember how you were after the after at the draft, man. You, you texted me. You you weren't excited about Mac, and I was like, bro. You're good. Like, like Mac is going to be Kirk Cousins-ish or maybe a little better. And if you can draft that at 15, you're good. And I I know it took you you a while to to get into the Mac experience. And now, look, 
he might be, I'm not saying he's going to be, but he's at least the best rookie quarterback in the draft so far this season. You're welcome. Oh, ne- You're right. You were right. Uh, I was like still stuck on Cam. I was like, I want Cam and Belichick to stick <laughs> it to everyone. Sorrel tendencies just outpouring. No, that, that wasn't it. It was that Patriots fans put everything that was wrong last year on Cam. I love Cam as a player. And it was just, it wasn't fair. And I was like, I want Cam to take them to like deep into the playoffs because that'll actually bother Patriots fans. It'll be like the ultimate victory. Even Patriots fans, <laughs> obnoxious Patriots fans couldn't enjoy it. Instead, we got Mac Jones, who's just like, you know, the only unathletic uh, first round quarterback. And I don't know how long. And yet he's a baller. I love watching him. I got to admit. No, man, he's he's just good, man. I was texting Adam last week. I was just like, it, it's just rare. It's it's sometimes rare, but it's just funny when players just are who they are. Like you watch them in college, and it's just like it's Mac Jones. It's just Mac Jones. Like I don't know. What to say. Like, <laughs> it's just like he's just everything you think he would be. You know, it doesn't go that way all the time. But he's just he's that's just who he is. And uh, I was listening to. Uh, Ross Tucker's podcast today, he had Greg, I only listen when he has Greg Cosell on. And uh, they were just talking about how, you know, the infatuation with the quarterbacks, with the second reaction. Ross! You know, second reaction. We talked yeah, about it on the recap show, bro! Yeah, yeah it's just like this is infatuation with the draft. Like, oh, we got to get some quarterback that can make those second reaction plays, you know, like Patrick Mahomes and all that, which I get. Like, I love that. But, you know, they brought up a point like, what about the quarterbacks where you don't need a second reaction? Like, just make the mm-hmm. right decision on the first one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those guys still exist and still can thrive in the NFL. And I think Mike Jones might They're be undervalued right now. They're yeah. very undervalued. Yeah, man. He, um, someone, someone called him like Philip Rivers, but without a dysfunctional organization around him. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I like that. I like the feel of that for the next while. I just wanted that, you know, I wanted a quarterback that could make some plays. It'd be fun, fun to watch, but I, uh, I'm loving it. I, him falling to 15 makes more sense than Christian Barmore falling to the second round. I mean, that dude, I, I watched like one game all year. It was a national championship and Christian Barmore was the best player on the field. I don't know how he fell so far. He, he's a baller. No, he is. Um, so we, we got to, I mean, I know people are already tuning, tuning out. Our, our, listeners, our listenership has plummeted over these last two Saints losses, which it, it's unfortunate because that's when Ryan and I shine the most. And the Saints have, I would, I would hate to call it like a must-win game, but it's essentially a must-win game on Sunday if they want to be relevant in the playoff hunt. And I think Ryan and I approach this season much like you know, no expectations, enjoy it for what it is, enjoy the ride. It's kind of amazing that the Saints are five and four right now. Um, considering everything that's kind of transpired with the teams, injuries, whatever, COVID, hurricanes, you name it, they've been through it. So it's amazing that they're five and four. But they have they have a test against them to go, you know, go to Philadelphia and get the win against the Eagles. Um and it's going to be – I think I'm interested to see can Dennis Allen make adjustments in stopping Philadelphia's run game because when they played them last season, whatever they tried did not work. 
And mm-hmm. Philadelphia is excelling at running the football right now. Yeah, they, they got a quarterback in Hurts that, to me, is the best running quarterback, you know, I've seen along with Lamar and Kyler, you know, the last five or six years or whatever. Now, he he's a bigger guy, but he can make you miss, too, in the open field. And when he gets going downhill, he he's just nasty. I mean, he's top 10 in rushing this year. I don't think people realize, like, among all players, not just quarterback. That's, that's how wild. good a runner he, he's been this year. And you know how that is. It reminds me of 2019 Ravens, where it just opens up the rest of the running game, where they have great guys up front, big guys. You know, Mylotta is huge. Uh, Lane Johnson's huge. Kelsey's, you know, obviously been an all pro and it just opens it up. Now you got Boston Scott and Jordan Howard who, you know, weren't, you know, Jordan Howard was barely in the NFL right now. And now he's Uh popping off for five or six uh, a run because of Jalen Hurts. But they've done it against some real soft run defense. If you look who they played the last three weeks, Detroit, the Chargers, and the Broncos, you know, three of the softest run defenses. And now you got the Saints who are kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how that, that matchup plays because even last year, you know, the Saints were playing well on run defense, but uh I know it's a different coach now, but you know, the Eagles were able to scheme up some key runs, try to get, you know, they got the linebackers in some wrong gaps at a few times, and it, it was just a big play runs like and really, that's all you need is a couple, like, big play runs that really just throws the Saints off kilter, especially with the Saints offense, which hadn't been able to put up points, uh, especially early in games, which kind of just throws off everything they want to do, how they want to play, how they want to control the ball, how they want to protect the defense with snaps, how the defense wants to play as far as being able to rush the passer and pin the ears back. It just kind of throws off everything. So it's like the way the Saints approach it is like you have to, the game has to play out a certain way for it to work. And I think we saw the last two weeks where it didn't play out like that. So, you know, mm. and they were close. You know, they could have won both games the last two, you know, those last two weeks. But it's just that it's just such a, like a tightrope. They're walking every game. Jesus. You guys sound too down though. You know, yeah, I'm not down. It's I, like, I know it's late it's and all, but you got it. Yeah, the but offense it's like, is like, oh, this offense is it's 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 offense trash, great. It's depressing. It's depressing, <laughs> bro. Like the it, and you said it like when you guys did your guys' recap show, the way Sean Payton had like 300 plus yards of offense with Traquan Smith, and, you know, Mark Ingram, who's obviously an established player in the league. Um, Finding Nemo, like it's 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 the bottom of the barrel right now. Right, but they like outplayed, and I know the Titans are a weird team, but they outplayed the number one seed in the AFC. They were unlucky to lose that game. When you look at this Saints team, like I, I'm into this Saints team. Saints are probably my you know my second favorite team this year. I I pick different teams, you know, based on the year, and the Eagles are probably third. So, but the Saints have like overachieved. They're they're like they should be better than five and four. They're they've been a good team. Like if you look at their schedule, they've had a hard schedule. They, they're all they're in every one of these games. Every one of them. Every that's that's one thing, and I think that goes to the depth that they've developed over the years, and just being a really well coached team. Like they're not like they haven't been blown out, anything like that. So, which is as a Saints fan, I think people are just like 
is just like edge of your seat, like almost every game. It's like, uh, what's going to happen? No, no, I've, yeah, I've, I've actually enjoyed this season a lot. Like I told Adam, it was just like, it's just a fun, it's a fun season, but watching the games play out, <laughs> especially when the offense is taking like two or two and a half quarters to kind of get going, it's a struggle. And it's like, can someone please step up? And, you know, AK being out last week just – because you, you, you at least – you're at least able to say, well, at least we got Evan Kamara to see what he does. But now without him, it's like you open Traquan, you know. <laughs> it's like – Kenny Stills. Kevin White. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Hey, no, I love, Harris. I, I love your Sunday night shows. I, I told Adam when I'm leaving work because we tape after the Sunday night football game – when I'm leaving work on my ride home, I listen to you guys and that you shouldn't be all down, you know, saying that your, you know, listenership's down. That That's bad news. Cause I'm telling you, your shows are better when they lose. You guys just cracking on them and, and laughing. Uh, I like that better. Right, man. It's, I mean, I listen, the listeners that listen, know they, they always tell us like, Hey, you know, thank you for just making light of that because I was down or whatever. And that's the whole point, man. It's just a game. And uh, it's actually funny, too. Like, just the whole situation where you just step back and just look at Saints had this, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback for 15-plus years. And now it's like, you know, you got Jameis Winston. Now you got Chase Trevor Simeon. And you, <laughs> you got this really good defense, which you never had a good defense for years. But now you got this really good defense. It's just hilarious, man. It's it, time. It's more like the juxtaposition of, and Ryan <laughs> brings this up all the time. It's just, we're, as fans, like a Sean Payton team was just known for offense, putting up points, explosive plays, and defense was always the problem. And it's now it's just the exact opposite. And so, um, but I will say, like, just watching that Titans game, like, you, know, you can't take away the egregious no call or the horrible rough and passer call, but like it was a good game to watch. Like that's a good yeah. game pass game. Like the physicality of it was top oh, yeah. notch. Um, but in regards to like this Philly game, the same problem I always think of is for the Saints team is just how they're going to move the ball. Like it, it some like, like last week was a perfect example. I like, that was my biggest concern in the Titans game. And for like the first time in forever, like Sean Payton came out and they had like a bit of like a hurried up offense, like kind of tempo to start their first drive. And, you know, as Saints fans, we were just been asking that for, for years because every time Drew Brees went no huddle, it was boom, 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 touchdown. Um, so I wonder, like, it's just interesting to see how they're going to manufacture points and scores because the margin is so slim. We have a kicker who's missing extra points that it's causing game speed. <laughs> like it's just, it's just, it's just a wild ride all around, all around. And there's like this drama with like Michael Thomas. They almost had Odell. It's one, it's one thing after another. I, I hear you, but they're playing the Eagles. So you ask how they're going to move the ball. It's by playing the Eagles. You know that this is where I, I'm going to bring my my Eagles uh, expertise and mix. I mean, their fans have been 
they they wish they had Sean Payton and as a resourceful a team as the Saints are. Are you kidding me? Like they haven't beaten anyone good this year. First of all, they were excited a couple of weeks ago that they were competitive with the Chargers. So I know it feels like they're coming in with a big head of steam because they, they got a big win in Denver this week. But Denver is is not a good team. This is a defense that plays as passively as any defense in the league. They just allow you to take seven yard gains. And when I think about the Saints, I think like that's what Team Trev is all about. Those seven yard yeah, games. Baby. On time, gonna, seven yards. Let's do we're it, gonna take that all, We're going to take that all day, which is funny because, you know, um, the, the differences between Jameis and Trevor were interesting because it's like Trevor's much better at, like, the over-the-middle, uh, you know, zero to ten yards, you know, ten to fifteen-yard throws, where Jameis was, like, not as good there, but he was really good at, like, 20-plus, 30-plus. So it was it's kind of weird because you're kind of missing something either way. But then Jameis had the, you know, the scramble ability and, you know, what he was doing with his legs, which which was great. But at the same time, Trevor does kind of bring a little, I don't know, I don't even want to call it consistency because he's been consistency, consistently moving the ball or putting the ball where it should be most of the time. But then you just look at the pass catches and it's like, okay, can they catch? Like <laughs> they've had like eight drop balls just over the past two weeks, and you know that can change either way. But I don't know. Man. But isn't that what isn't that what Sean Payton's good at cooking up? At least right now, especially with yeah. maybe a less talented group, is like a, a short passing game. That oh, this is bread and butter. I'm just holding on to my priors that Trevor Simeon is worth a damn because I thought he was pretty good with the Broncos. Me too. Back in 2016, and then it really went off a cliff. His second year starting, I actually went back and like looked at what I wrote about it. The second year starting, it, it was terrible. Uh, but I thought he was pretty good. At, and in these two starts, I kind of thought like, I don't know, right? If if he played like this the rest of the season, he's not a downgrade from Jameis no, or from no. or from Teddy a couple of years ago or Taysom. He's he might be right there with them above it's him. It's funny you say that because we have a Discord for all our our Patreon people, and that was literally so. Like one of our, I think his name is Luke, asked, "Is Trevor Simeon our Ryan Tannehill?" And like, <laughs> this is getting um, desperate out here in these streets. That's, that's, that's too much even for me. That's too much even for me. <laughs> But just in the, just in the in the, the thinking of, I, I guess the the philosophical question is, if you could take the team with Trevor, and let's say fast forward to the off season and try to add weapons, whether that be draft, free agency, what have you, is that a wiser team building approach as opposed to maybe giving up two to three first round picks for? Uh, an elite quarterback, and then you don't have the draft capital to get skill position players. It was just an interesting, just football <laughs> type of discussion of like, would you rather? <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't know. So I figured since you're on the show, yeah, ask you. Well, Tannehill, first of all, that's a bad comparison because like that man is athletic. That man, yes. you know, he was great as a rookie. I would say for a rookie, 
he put up about 40 very solid starts before he got out of that Gase situation. Trevor's got to have about eight more games and let's see how you're, if you think he's the next Tannehill after that, that's what I'm worried about is like, can, can he keep this going? Cause right. he, he was not consistent in Denver. He would, he would have a couple, two, three game stretches and then things would go a little sideways. I think this, this is a better situation in terms of his coaches at least. And he's older, but no, I think the best case scenario for Trevor is that you just got like a cheap ass Teddy and that's just sure. good to have there. And then right. you build off of that. Okay, you got one guy that can play a little bit, and you still do whatever you can um, to go get a, a rookie or to get a veteran. But if you can't, then maybe you don't have to settle for the mid-tier, I don't really want to sign this guy anyways, but I'm just going to give him $20 million. You don't need to do that because you got S- Simeon, and he's that role. He's that 1B role. I think that's a best-case scenario probably. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I mean, players like Tannehill, at least they had that pedigree where you knew there is some kind of upside where, you know, with Trevor, it's kind of like he is who he is. You know, even at best, this is probably the best it's going to be. <laughs> like, you know? He's not he's not that old or anything like that. No, but... he's not. He's not. And he, I mean, he's made some throws, man. There's like two or three throws a game where I'm like, it's a nice throw. That's a yeah, really Teddy's nice not throw. a bad comparison because I think their strengths really are nice. similar in terms of Teddy can throw a pretty pass. Just the upside with Teddy was probably like, you know, about what you're seeing in Denver here this year. He's yeah. quietly having a nice season. Like if you could get that out of Trevor Simeon, I mean, that's a bargain because you're not paying him anything and you won't have to pay him much to resign him. That's great. But talk to me and like, let's see in a couple months. I think this team's going to the playoffs. I, I like them a lot this week. You, but you broke the news to me that the tackles are out. I didn't realize that out of practice. Well, I don't know if they're yeah. out, but they, they didn't practice yesterday. They didn't practice today. No, I saw that. Right. Down, yeah. 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 So that's going to be interesting. Plus AK, um, plus Taysom. Already. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's poverty. Really, it is. Um, but then, you know, I'm, it's really this upcoming three-game stretch because you got the Eagles Sunday, then the Saints play the Bills on Thanksgiving, then they play Dallas the following Thursday on the mm. next week. So it's three games in eleven days. That's Oof. a brutal stretch right there, boy. <laughs> That's a brutal you got to get this one. That yeah. you really got to get this. They one. really got to win this Eagles game because you're probably not game. getting one of the. You're probably not winning the other one of the other two. You could. <laughs> But that's that's you know, get see, this that, one lose the knowing, next two knowing this team they they will lose on Sunday and then yes. beat the Bills and Cowboys. <laughs> that's that's usually how it works. I think that, I might take that Sunday night uh, one for the recap show for our podcast. That's good. That's a nice Thanksgiving night, Saints Bills. I like that. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. Um, I don't know. If, are they, Adam, are they playing at home or in, in New York? It's at home. That's the Drew Brees game, bro. Oh, yeah. Drew Brees is going to be there. Oh, my goodness. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Drew Brees is going to be covering that game. And he oh, he's... Can't, he's not really good at it. He's not good at it. And plus, when he's talking about the Saints, he can't really – he can't turn his emotions off. So, he it's weird like because he has, like, fan reactions. He's okay on NBC, but when they had him on the Manning cast watching – Jameis tried to do a fourth quarter drive no, uh, in Seattle. <laughs> he was <laughs> disgusted. 
But he wouldn't say it, though. So it was a bad right. contrast. Like, you could tell he was disgusted, but he was biting his tongue, which is, was, was a, ba- a bad combo. I mean, he still says we, like when he talks about the Saints. Like, yeah, we, you know, we're pretty good on third down. It's like, love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, bro. he's probably still getting some sort of paycheck from them. So uh, yeah, yeah, say yeah. we. He's going to be on that salary cap, baby, for a while. He's got to get that money back from all those other uh, endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Finance. Um, I, I will say this in terms of football matchups. I am. I want to see the Marshawn on Devontae Smith matchup. Just from pure football fan, football porn aspect, I think that's going to be a great matchup um, to watch on Sunday. I mean, he's I no like- Marcus Johnson, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say I don't I don't like it. I think I think Smith to give it to Marshawn. I'm serious. I, just the way he runs routes and stuff. I don't know. I don't I don't like that matchup. Like I like it as a fun like fun football matchup, but like right as a Saints fan. I, Why don't they do I, the Belichick thing? They you know Gilmore never played the top, never went against the top guy. Neither did Revis. They put him on number two and double the top guy. That's the move. Right. Do that. That's the move. It's I don't know. It's ego. I don't know what it is, but you know, Marshawn, he wants to play this press man, you know, every snap. And it, I mean, that's fine. He's really good at it, but depending on who you're going against, it's just, it's just, you just don't do it. You know, you just don't do it. Smith is nasty. He's getting better every week. He is, man. He's real. He he's the strongest 170 pound player Bruh, I've ever seen. It's insane because I loved him as a player, but like that weight, I was like, right. Now he plays. He plays more physical than plenty oh, of than plenty of guys. The catch he made on Patrick Sertan the second Ooh. was unreal. <laughs> unreal. But I love oh. to see that. I love to see that because, you know, that literally was the only knock on it. It's like, oh, it's 70 pounds. Oh, my God. So I just, I'm just happy to see that he's a good player. Like, fuck all that shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? He's good. I am fascinated to see this game because they're, they're two such interesting teams. I feel like, you know, I feel like the Saints are a playoff team. But if they don't win this game, it's like, hmm, maybe the Eagles are are a playoff team. But. Hurts, I've watched him so closely. He's so streaky. He's inconsistent as a passer, and his good moments are almost all against bad defenses. And i i do I do have some faith here in my, in my guy Marcus Davenport to create some havoc up front. <laughs> I mean, can you admit you were wrong about Davenport at least? No, I would. I, we weren't wrong at all. No, bro. <laughs> Wasn't wrong at all. Our problem has always been availability and consistency. So That's it, saying, man. I told him. I told him. I literally added him on Twitter. I will call you Davenport once you show me some consistency in production. That's I it, man. Block. I would block you for that. <laughs> you should block me. I, I, I mean, listen. Uh, who first, aka Peyton Turner's mom, is probably listening to this podcast right now. So. We, we, you, know, you never know who's listening to the hashtag six for the podcast, Greg. It's just <laughs> it's hot in, it's hot in these streets. Players, but he's, been, listen, listen, he's but yeah. been good though. He he's good. He's he, you best. want consistency? He he's doing something every single game. Every single game. If every they had fallen game. on that ball it, it, oh. against oh. the Falcons, 
He would have been the hero. Seriously. Oh, he, he, he would have been I, Marcus Davenport henceforth forever. Plus, <laughs> plus, like if I feel like that that sack where he just walked Kendall Lamb back, oh. it, you should get a point for that. That's what I'm that's why I love Davenport is that play. I just love guys who just throw the guy in front of them around and make them just look like like clown yeah. him. That's amazing. And he, and he really does have that ability. He's a you know, just just a gorilla. And I and I think this year has shown that I, I don't know what the numbers are gonna be, but if, if I mean if you asked me this before the season, I didn't think there was a chance. But now like I feel like they have to Somehow, when you know when that fifth year option is up, figure out some type of contract extension because, like, he's the best pass rusher on the defensive line right now, and it's not even remotely close. Oh, he'll get paid if it's not by the oh, Saints. Yeah. What he's under contract next year, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his fifth year option next year, so yes. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a perfect player. You, you don't need to sign that extension until, yeah. I I wouldn't hurry that. It's, right. Watch him, just, watch him stay healthy. Yeah, just, just see how it, see how it plays see out. See how it goes. See if he can finish like that damn season. If if he balls out on that fifth year, it's like okay, we'll we'll try to sign you then, or we'll tag you something like that. That's a long right. way. Um, it has this NFL season felt super long to you, or is it just me and Ryan? Hmm. No, I don't think it's felt that long. It felt any longer than normal. Oh man, I look at the schedule. I'm like, damn, they got that many games, bro. <laughs> it's long, bro. It long. started. It started a little late. Well, now it's now it's because it's like you guys have to work. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true, bro. That's yeah. true. You you got to do point. it on Sunday nights. I was gonna say, are you doing a Thanksgiving night show? Yeah, I mean, yeah, bro. Damn. Well, that's why. Now you're working. It's a job a little bit. <laughs> People want their podcast. Um, what is, you know, we're, we keep this nice and short. It, it's almost 11 p.m. where Ryan is. It's almost oh, 9 p.m. Where, where we are. But I did want to ask you, um, now that's the what midway point of the season, what are some things, you know, uh, teams that surprise you, players, just, just things in general that has surprised you, good or bad, thus far this season? Hmm. I mean, the Cardinals being probably the cleanest answer for who's the best team in the NFL. I mean, that's a pretty damn big surprise. They've outscored, they've outscored their opponents by 98 on the road in five games this year. And those wow. opponents, and here's who they played, though. That Okay, that that's amazing. But they here's who they played. They played the Rams. They played the Niners. They played the Titans. They played the Jaguars. I'm I'm forgetting who the fifth one is, but it's another good team. Like they have beaten down great teams repeatedly on the road, and they've done it in like every way possible. I'm just kind of throwing out the non Kyler Murray games. I don't care about that that game. But uh, Browns were the other team they trashed on the road. Like I don't know. They seem like they could win the Super Bowl, and I was not thinking that coming into the year. Do you yeah, have I- an opinion? Oh, I was going to say, I remember when we, we think we did like a, a preview right before the season started. And we just talked about how just their configuration of the team, like signing AJ Green, signing JJ Watt, right. dra- drafting another player like Xavier Collins and not knowing where to play him. And just us kind of being like, uh, 
here we go again type of thing. And so, yeah, they are for sure surprised in terms of where they are right now. They get after it defensively, too. And, I mean, they, yeah. Watt was playing pretty good before he got injured. I mean, maybe they won't have staying power. Maybe it'll be like a but uh, a first-half story, but it doesn't feel fluky. There's nothing they, they – when Kyler's out there, he just unlocks the, he, the, the their offense, and they're just so hard to defend. Yeah, then you got, like, you know, Tom Brady, 44, 43 years old. Still cooking it up. Feel like feel like they're kind of at that midpoint of the season where they kind of just kind of hold. I mean, it's real, it's real similar to last season. Um, so I expect them to really start, you know, cooking it up as the season goes along uh, with the Bucks. Uh, and other than that, like, I mean, do you have an opinion on Baker Mayfield and the Browns? I just as something I'm just keeping track of, and I just find it so find it so interesting because you got. This team that hadn't had a quarterback for so long, they finally, you know, they draft a guy number one overall. He's the quarterback through, you know, one of the best few seasons they've had in, you know, decades or whatever. But there's still this question around Baker. It's like, is he? Is he? You know, mm. you, wa- you watch some games and it's like, Ugh, I don't know. But then he does a few things every now and then where it's like, okay, you know, Baker could cook. Ah, the thing you gotta pay him is like you pay him, you pay him 30, thirty-five million a year, or whatever. It's like I don't know, man. I, I feel I'm worried about Mark. I worry about my Mark. <laughs> I feel like we do know though. Like everyone keeps saying that it's like they're either in the toughest position because he's like right in the middle where you're not really sure. And I'm like, if after four years you're not really sure, then that tells you that's what- that's your answer. <laughs> oh. Be- like the Patriots last week, it was really interesting. After the first drive where they got run all over, they kept their heavy personnel on the whole rest of the game. And they didn't care if it was like third and nine. Wow. <laughs> was like, we're, they were like, we're just going to leave Van Noy like in base? Tower. Right. Oh, they just like, they just decided to play the whole rest of the game in base. And they were just crazy. like, beat us, Baker. Like, beat us on the outside. We don't think you can do it. And they, you know, that's, he could. That's disrespectful. <laughs> that's what i mean you hear some some qb gurus who just say baker can't see it over the middle that he just that it's just like i don't know if it's his height or is just he's slow seeing things but he just doesn't see it mm. well then like so the the football question is like what do you do <laughs> like I, I think, if you're like if you're the browns right uh you know you're GM of the Browns and you know you have to make a decision like do you pull something kind of similar we just spoke about about the Cardinals it's a completely different situation but the Cardinals realize Josh Rosen ain't that guy and a lot of that was Cliff Kingsbury and I know NFL Twitter loved this shit on Cliff before this season but like even if he would have gotten fired after this season if it didn't go well like at least he had the ghost the gusto to go against like the NFL grain and say, Josh ain't that guy. Kyler's that guy. And it's worked out, right? So it takes, I think there's this, I don't know, gunshine is still in the NFL, like not pulling the cord on quarterbacks. And so do the Browns go, you know what, Baker ain't that guy. Like we need something better and approve upon that. 
and then in the interim, who's going to be the – it's just a super fascinating football question and discussion. Right. It is, but I would, you know, I would just go the Kirk Cousins approach for now, but kind of yeah. keep your eyes and your ears open to yeah. to a possible trade because Baker could get you something in that trade. You know, I, you wouldn't, you're not bringing in a quarter, you're not bringing in a, a rookie, a good quarterback or a, a veteran if Baker's there, but maybe Baker can get you something as part of a, a bigger trade, but he's under contract next year. I mean, I'm not giving him an, ex- I said that going into this year, I was like, they don't need to be, if he's not making an issue of it, they should not be rushing. Just like, let's see how this year goes and then see. And now it's like, I've now let's just see how next year goes and, and see. But if this off season, you know, Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers is out there and you can get into those conversations. I mean, I try to try to do that. At least you have a quarterback. You can give someone, you know, you know who, you know, who loves Baker pre-drives. <laughs> right. Just saying it, that, that wouldn't like John loved Baker pre-draft. Just loved yeah. him. Right. Like if you were the saints, you would, you would take Baker. I, I have mean, no, I absolutely would not. Don't you, don't you dare say, <laughs> say that to me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get Matt Ryan. Shit, <laughs> bro. Could you imagine? I'm serious, Honestly, bro. if you put Matt Ryan on this Saints team, they're gonna win a playoff game. That's oh, man. could potentially maybe fuck up and win like a divisional game, and then probably not get past that. But yeah. absolutely, I'm saying absolutely. they'll go. They'll go 11 and six. He's thrown pretty well when he's protected this year. That line is... We saw it, Greg. (laughs) Right, yeah, you saw it. (laughs) His good games have been so good that you're like, okay, he's got it if you got some things going with him. Uh, Yeah, you'd go 11-6. and You'd beat the, like... You'd beat some trash team in the wild card round. Actually, the NFC is pretty deep. You'd win a wild card, though, and then you'd lose. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be enough for me, though. Oh, that'd be oh, that'd be amazing. Um, oh, it, it would piss Falcons fans off so much. Can I can I address that? So Dan on a show, I think it was maybe the recap show. I, I don't know. Called out called out the same sort of podcast a little bit. You know, you know your guys referring to Greg's guys. You know, twenty eight to three jokes. Like, can we just can we just put a ceasefire on that? It's getting kind of old. Like Ryan and I ourselves are like bookkeepers of Saints Twitter, just gatekeepers of everything that that Saints fans put out. So I don't have we don't have fancy music to to declare anything on the pod because because we're oh, good. Wow. But I will say it's not going to stop. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Like it's just it's just not, and that's coming from someone who doesn't even make twenty eight to three jokes. I don't even make them. I think I like, said it too. I mean, I mean, I said like, yeah, let's just probably. It's, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. But hey, I'm a Patriots fan. It's it's no better. I mean, Patriots fans are worse. They're just they're not even funny about it. At least Saints fans are funny. Like my. One of the guys who runs our newsroom today was wearing one of those 28 to three shirts because it was a Patriots Falcons day. And it's like, what do you have to, what you doing, you know, why do you got to be kicking them when they're down? <laughs> and please, you're not declaring vengeance, Adam. I mean, you should be sending you know paychecks for all this free pop, this Saints Twitter podcast. You guys might as well be a sponsor of our podcast to get mentioned. So much. 
didn't like the tone. I don't so, even remember. Okay, okay. Well, thank um, guys, little shots is all good though. Thank yeah, you and, and just I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, maybe, I can't maybe, is it is it because we've had Mark Sessler and Greg on, and we've never even Ooh. tried to ask Mark Sessler, Greg, Ooh. Kevin Patra, Cynthia Freeland, Patrick Claybon. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Let, let me stop. Um, dang. Uh, what if, I, I, I'm going to listen to the the preview pod tomorrow when I'm driving to Texas. You know, <laughs> take it all in. What's the the biggest game that you're excited about this weekend? For real, all week I, it was like Eagles Saints. Uh, I thought you're, that was gonna. You are a sick fuck. <laughs> Just... <laughs> it's a big game, you know. Oh, it's huge. It's like Brown, Browns Pats last week. Like that was a big game. Uh-huh. I'm more into like what games are going to tell me something about like the rest of this season and stuff. You know, it's not as good as Cowboys Chiefs, obviously. I'm more excited about Cowboys Chiefs. That game's later. But this Saints Eagles game, like, I'm in, these teams are interesting to me. I, you know, I, I really, I really am curious because to me, if the Saints lose, I'll be surprised because I, I think at their core, the Eagles are, are not a mentally strong team. I, you know, they when things have gone against them a little bit, they kind of collapse. They haven't been good in big moments. And to me, the Saints are so different. I think the Saints are so well coached and the Eagles aren't. And yet, like the talent's not that different, obviously, and anything could happen. But like if what I feel about this season is right, the Saints Saints are gonna win this game. Mm. All right. You wanna lock it up? I thought about it, but I didn't want to put that stink on the Saints because that's what I'm looking for. I'm on a losing streak. Uh, the the answer, though, actually, Adam, when it came down to it and when we were doing the show, I had to take Cam versus Washington first, actually, because oh, I just wanted to see, just, see that. Although I will say this, right? I'm a Saints fan. I get they play in the NFC South. That moment he had yeah. against – was was thrilled for him, man. Just was, was – Oh, man, if I was a – a Panthers fan, I would have jumped out of my damn seat. That's what I mean. I loved, I love watching Cam when he first came in with the Panthers, and for him to be going against Rivera in his first oh, start. Shit, didn't even back, think about that. Yeah, he's going against Rivera, and Rivera got fired. You know, he's the best coach in Panthers history. Got fired four games into that season in 2019, or five games by David Tepper, who's the owner now, and it's Cam's first start, and it's just like. Ooh. I want to watch that because that's like I know it's not that big a game necessarily, but it's like I'll remember that game, like the Cam versus Rivera game, and so I want to watch that one. I do want to give you credit for something, Greg. Uh, and when you said it on the pod, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the fucking Patriots fucking fan coming out of Greg." But you said something maybe it was last year about how his fans like. You can appreciate a season even if your team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Like, and like having like t- getting away from that being the end, like the end destination all the time. Mm-hmm. And this season that the Saints are having is a perfect example of that. Like, and I, and I, I it kind of hit me after the Tampa Bay game. And I said, I said it after the recap, I said it on the recap show after the Tampa Bay game. Like, this is the pinnacle of the season. Like, this is the top five. <laughs> 
Sean Payton win and his coach, like as a Saints coach, and this is going to be the pinnacle of the season. Um, so this entire season has just been enjoyable. And I don't even care how well they do, like playoffs, whatever. But I really thought about what you what you said about they can you can have a great season as a fan even if your team doesn't win the Super Bowl. And so I want to just say on the pod, your perspective was correct. Yes. It's a, it's a better way to to live. Sports is driving so many people crazy, including myself. Like uh, that's it's almost like. That's what I'm trying to wish it into existence because it because <laughs> it just drives you crazy, especially as you get older. It's like you know, that Bill Parcells phrase where he says, "I have no more mental defenses against losing." As he got older, like he couldn't handle Ooh. the losing. I can't. Ooh. I can't handle. Fuck, bro. <laughs> it's why. It's why. It's why Wes gave up the Bengals too. I mean, he hated that organization, but he he was enjoying being a fan of like just football. And yeah, I am yeah. I am a Pats fan, but I I try to just be a fan of football, which is is more fun. It's like it's like college football. Everyone's miserable except for Alabama. It's right. like that's no fun. That's not good. No, it's you're right. You're right. Um, one thing, one last thing before I let you go. We we said on our NFL preview show we did with you. I, I brought I brought up the whole the whole thing with the Eagles and the Colts and so now we're halfway through the season. Are the are the Colts going to really give up first round pick for Carson Wentz? Like I mean I know they're in the hunt because of the AFC South. Like oh it's too late. They won too many games. He it's been it's it's a good. It's the best case for scenario for the Eagles. I mean, you got Carson Wentz playing through like multiple sprained ankles and not missing any snaps, <laughs> losing those games, but then staying in and playing well enough to beat the bad teams. That they, I mean, they might make the playoffs. I think they might win eight or nine right. games. They're, they're going to be in the mix. Ugh. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway, <laughs> great, great as always. Um, we appreciate you so much. Um, to our listeners, can you tell them how to find your multiple streams of income that you have coming into the Rosenthal and Thaw household? Well, you know, the only one I get paid separately for like the ad money is the Rosenthal and Jessel McVanity project. So that's the one I'm going to shout out here. Because it it's funny. If if you think these guys are funny, I think you'd like the same uh, sense of humor as my buddy Anthony Jesselnick, he, comedian. He's a professional comedian, a professional comedian. On some dark, some dark humor. Real very, dark humor. <laughs> very dark humor. Um, in the podcast, NFL podcast, I listen to all the time religiously around the NFL podcast. Been listening to it for probably as long as you guys have been doing it. Um, yeah, it's just. Stellar, stellar work. No, nothing is greater than listening to Mark just almost burst a gasket, like as I'm driving. It's truly. It's it. I literally laugh out loud. Like, rarely do people. I literally laugh out loud in the car when, like, they, gets, when you start over talking, Mark. He gets so mad. <laughs> <laughs> they start playing something over him. <laughs> he, gets, he gets so aggravated, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy uh, uh, but uh, you guys you guys are killing it i've told you this but i i appreciate um like your analysis that's what's underrated i learned stuff um you guys see the game really well so that 
I, that's why I'm listening to it so I can, you know, steal your takes and sound s- smart. <laughs> Get some good takes. We appreciate it. Um, so, Saints fans, enjoy the rest of the season. Don't take this shit too seriously. It's all fucking jokes and games at, at the end of the day. Um, enjoy football. Enjoy fucking life. Ryan's lining up another one right now. Um, sure. <laughs> with that, we're going to get out of here. We're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.